You're listening to the greatest multifamily investment advice show. My name is Adam Ross, and now I'm talking everything multifamily for an in-depth conversation, and I will be diving deep into raising capital, deals, and underwriting process. Welcome back to the greatest multifamily advice show. Today we have Tit Seamer, real estate investor, syndicator, with more than four years on syndication in Midwest US. Please help me to welcome our guest today. How are you, Tate? I am fantastic, Adam. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. I appreciate you taking the time today. And before we go on the syndication and the fun stuff about uh, your market, can we talk about a little bit what was the beginning for you, especially to jump from regular single family to syndication? Sure. It, it kind of happened by accident, actually. Um, we were in single family for seven years before syndication. And uh, we were just really hitting a wall with not being able to grow and scale the way that we wanted to with single family. And we were encountering all the typical frustrations that single family investors have. And uh, so we were looking for other avenues and other, uh, other investment vehicles. And we got into some land deals and did uh, some, bought some land and entitled the land. And then we'd sell it off to builders and developers. We actually built some uh, new townhomes ourselves, uh, some spec townhomes, um, and uh, those did not go well. That's kind of another episode, I think. But Mm -hmm. um, in the meantime, doing those projects, uh, we had a, a colleague, a wholesaler, uh, that brought us a 12 unit apartment building in South Salt Lake city. Hmm. And, uh, it was really poised for, uh, a full remodel, full, uh, repositioning in the market. And, uh, we were able to almost double the rents that were there, uh, in the course of a year by remodeling from head to toe. And uh, that project went really, really well, and it was it was very eye opening to us uh, how the how much uh, more juice there was in multifamily uh, in, in one deal than there is in single family uh, by a long shot. So uh, we've been nothing but uh, apartment focused ever since, uh, and uh, we've we've since acquired almost 600 units, 595 units uh, in the Columbus, Ohio market and the Oklahoma City market. And uh, we're under contract on another deal in in Oklahoma right now, working on a couple deals in Columbus. So um, yeah, we love those markets and and, uh, we love what we do. Regarding uh, working now, and this is really another subject, is, is working now is where is the interest rate is, is on the move anyway. And we just said before the show that we have two interesting uh, next interest hikes by the Feds on February 1st and March 21st. How you see like now the like the market when uh, you're dealing with uh, with uh, with the loan uh, part uh, when is from af- like after closing and you have three. F- Oh, I'm sorry, after getting the deal under contract and you have the deal and in the move on the next three months to close, how do you see the market going on now, especially with the uh, raising of the cab rate and the spread has uh, really become tough between the cab rate and uh, interest rate? Yeah, I, I got to say, Adam, I don't know. 
I don't know how it's all going to um, go to, to be totally authentic about it. Um, we're, we're all at the mercy of the Fed and what they decide to do. Um, it, as you guys all know, in, the Fed is increasing interest rates to combat inflation, and inflation is still present. And yeah. so a lot of people think that they're going to have to keep raising interest rates. Um, and so that could be a reality that we're dealing with. I think what, what is most important to focus on right now, if you're a multifamily investor is buying properties that currently cash flow in place with either new debt at existing interest rates, six and a half, seven percent, or with assuming a loan that currently is on the property uh, from the current owners or having the current owners carry a uh, a note on the on the property mm -hmm. i think you, ha you have to do you have to do one of those three scenarios uh right now to make deals work and if you're getting uh conventional lending i think having fixed rate or or you know a reasonable floating rate with a cap um over the next five years or so is is key uh because if you have that if you have a fixed rate loan and you have cash flow you have your solvent you have positive cash flow um then you should be able to withstand whatever economic downturn we go into or are going into or are currently in um so that's what we're focused on that's what i talk about on my podcast a lot that's what i coach my students uh on is those are the kind of properties those are the kind of deals we need to find i think uh you're right about this like right now the actual uh move is to have a, a lower ltv and but this is gonna bring another subject which is coming to raising more equity to uh have a more right. like fixed fee uh how you see the market is adapting with this approach especially that you're gonna rely on two parts here is private equity firm firms with bigger checks or raising more capital with syndicate with act uh, with accredited investors or a qualified investor how you see the market adapting on from this perspective you see an actual appetite to investors to invest more in your your market i do i think being in the right market is key i think uh you know columbus in particular is a market that a lot of investors really want to be in uh and our job as capital raisers is to tell the story of recession resistance hmm. and that that's really important like we need to be very fluent in this conversation about why our asset class is so daggone special mm. and why people want to invest their capital especially now especially in these circumstances especially with inflation uh because investing in cash flowing real estate is a hedge against inflation uh we and that's a very important phrase to have in your tool belt uh it, it's it's one that i use a lot hedge against inflation recession resistance 
Those are two concepts that we need to be like evangelical about getting out there and preaching, so to speak, uh, because th that's what's so, and it's really, look, if you look at this, not from a, a perspective of I'm asking people for money, but I'm offering opportunities mm -hmm. and you look at your, uh, you look at your job as to educate people about these opportunities and not ask for money like first of all you're taking all the pressure off yourself to go out and like be a salesman and 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 pitch your your deal and mm -hmm. second of all you're going to get a lot better results uh mm -hmm. because you're you're not uh you're not coming at people from a uh salesy per salesy uh context so um I, I think that's just super important to keep that I keep that message in mind that you have something to offer that is so unique and so special and such a great alternative to the stock market uh, that you need to get it out there. You need to let people know what you're doing. I agree. I agree on this. Uh, uh, another subject you mentioned is the Midwest. In the show, we love the Midwest versus uh, the South States like uh, Texas and, and Florida. And I would like you to to speak about what was uh, the current situation right now as uh, with the market fundamentals, where uh, I see a lot of like potential or, or, or uh, actual uh, market, strong market fundamentals, but also I see the same fund, strong market fundamentals on the Midwest. Can you speak about especially Colorado and Oklahoma? Uh, you mean Ohio and Oklahoma? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Ohio, we, we loved Columbus uh, three years ago when we were really like exploring different markets. Uh, we, uh, we love it from a economic diversity standpoint and uh, an economic and cultural vibrance standpoint, also a cost of living mm. uh, standpoint as well, uh, ease of living um and people's satisfaction like life satisfaction there they just people really love to live in columbus um it's a it's a it's a city it's a it's a market in my opinion that's um kind of the perfect example of a hybrid market meaning that it produces cash flow because it's affordable mm. um but it also is growing and appreciating so um uh, and then last year, Intel announced their plans for their $20 billion uh, factory, their microchip factory that they're building on the northeast side of Columbus. Mm. That's going to produce 10,000 jobs. And that's only phase one. They're talking about five phases of this project uh, over the next 10 years or so. Um, 12 other tech companies have announced that they're moving there as a result of the Intel announcement. Mm. So we're really excited about what's going on in Columbus. Uh, it's becoming a tech center um, as well as a cultural center, educational center. The third largest college in the country is there, Ohio State University, and uh, it's a state capital. So mm -hmm. uh, so we love all that. Uh, Oklahoma City is also a state capital. Uh, and when you have that state government infrastructure, you do have a good economic driver there. It's also very economically and uh, employment diverse. 
meaning that uh, there's lots of different sectors and industries there that uh, that thrive. A lot of people think that Oklahoma City is all about uh, gas and oil. And in fact, uh, gas and oil is only about seven or eight percent of Oklahoma City's total economy. So uh, you've got a very diversified economy. You've got um, a growing population and uh, you've got affordability and you've got a lot of inventory. So, um, you know, I've, I've heard I've heard it mentioned recently that these Midwest markets, the Cincinnati's, the Indianapolis's, the Louisville's, St. Louis, Kansas City's, uh, those markets are really like the last bastions of affordability in this country. And uh, I think that's really true. Um, you know, you mentioned, Adam, that you like the Midwest markets better than than the Southern markets. And, and we do, too, uh, because we, we can make deals pencil so much easier in the Midwest markets than we can in, say, Austin, Texas or Dallas, Texas or Houston or, or uh, you know, Charlotte or some of the Southeast markets, Florida. Um, I'm not saying there's not deals there uh, or that uh, I'm not saying that, you know, there are deals to be had in those markets. Uh, a lot of times, though, it's just it's just different economics. And uh agree. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What I like about the Midwest, as I mentioned, is there is still, as you mentioned, cash flow, which is another way that enough spread between the cap rate and the interest rate, uh, which is potentially having a positive cash flow in, in your deals. Uh, we are basically focusing only on like our team is only focusing on Kansas and San Louis, like you guys in Midwest. That's why I love about the Midwest. Uh, it's, the competition is less, uh, the yeah. fundamental is strong still, and the cash flow and the spread is, is there. So uh, I agree on, on your point on this part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, re regarding the, your sweet spot about asset classes, so right now, after four years, uh, is there any evalu uh, like actual progression on? moving from class to class or you just have a you found that you like a sweet spot like on, on B or C class yeah we uh started in C class uh and value add sometimes we were buying C minus properties and uh we have kind of moved up we 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 actually bought an A class property last year uh brand new build um the the one asset class that we're looking at more and more uh is new build mm. construction um and the you know you, you can in a lot of in a lot of cases like in austin for instance you can build for less than what you can buy existing for which is kind of crazy but it's true and in columbus uh there's there really is a lack of available uh housing there's a shortage there's uh there's also a lack of available land so new construction is kind of a commodity and mm -hmm. um and so you know you you look for those opportunities and we're at the point where we do have strategic partnerships with people that could build uh and you know could help us with those projects um so we're starting to look more and more at projects where we might build new. I just wrote a letter of intent on a on a deal that has an existing 14 unit building on the property and then there's room to build 24 uh, 24 new units with uh, permitted archi architectural plans to do so. Um, 
So, uh, you know, we're, we, we, we very well may do that deal actually. So, uh, that's really, uh, you know, we're, we definitely, I'm, I'm definitely somebody that believes in mastering one lane in this business. And uh, we definitely want to stay in the multifamily lane. We're not, uh, you know, if somebody brought brought me a great, great storage unit, storage center um, deal, I would probably not even really look at it too hard because I, I just, I, I want to stay in the lane that we know the best and that we're, we're less likely to make mistakes inside of. I think about the mass the, the asset class. Uh, what I like about your approach is it's uh, achievable on your market, the Midwest, because one of the risk of the class A is affordability in markets like Austin when there's an actual recession or uh, potential issue with unemployment. Uh, the class A is going to be a risk, but even uh during recession i think it's uh on midwest the class a is performing well because of the affordability as you mentioned on the beginning and still mm. all of the midwest considers that that, that le last resort for affordability on the states so mm. uh that's what i like about uh investing in class a especially on the midwest which i agree was again you both of us has almost the same strategy on on uh, dealing with class a and class b yeah. Uh, regarding uh, another subject is building when you started working on uh, multifamily uh, syndication and you know this is a team sport when you have to build your brand uh, having newsletters raising capital uh, working with lenders uh, networking I think all of this uh, uh, was uh, for, for many of the syndicator was based on also a mentorship or uh, a guideline or uh, some sort of technical uh, perspective help you to formalize your uh, syndication team. So who was an you know, information mentor on the last five, six years uh, on syndication and real estate uh, multifamily? Yeah, uh, right after we got that 12 mm -hmm. unit building that I told you about, I enrolled in Corey Peterson's uh, mentorship uh, program. It's a, it was actually a coaching mastermind setup, which was really cool. There were like 15 of us in this group mm. and uh, we met three times a year and uh, we'd meet for two days and we would mastermind each, uh, you know, each person's business. Mm. And uh, we would take turns and everybody would be on the hot seat for an hour. Uh, we also had calls. We also had, um, one-on-one uh, -on -one days with Corey, um, and he helped me put together our team. Initially, Corey was part of our team. Uh, we actually didn't ever do any deals with him, but uh, but he was part of our credibility kit, mm. uh, which was great. And uh, that gave us a lot of confidence to go out and start talking to brokers and and, and looking for deals and creating deal flow and making offers uh was having that mentor in in our corner uh we didn't need him for very long it, it didn't take us very long to kind of get uh our own wings so to speak and and uh you know kind of figure out how to do it ourselves um but man the uh the 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 power of of coaching and the power of mentorship just can't be understated and 
really to me, like ultimately a good coach is going to accelerate your timeline mm. immensely. You know, it's going to take a two to three year timeline and condense it down to six months or a year. And, uh, that's what a good coach can do for you. So, um, I, I love, I, you know, I love the coaching format. I'm a coach myself. I, I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching specifically for apartment syndicators, apartment investors, and, uh, you know, love, love, love doing that. I love being, uh, a part of somebody's success and, a, and I love being in that role of making sure that nothing's being missed that no important mistakes are being made that um i'm seeing all the nuances it's kind of like you know like the boxing coach in the corner that watches the match watches the the uh the fat the fight uh from the corner and can see everything right and and has that high level perspective and is always right there with you every step of the way that's what that's what I see a really great one-on-one -on -one coach uh, providing. I agree on this because, uh, as you mentioned, uh, as a team sport and looking for credibility, especially on the beginning on the deals, especially as as a surgery, you're gonna write your letter of intent. You need an actual credibility and uh, team to support you with the brokers and and real estate um, brokers. So I agree on this point. Uh, it expedites the process. As you mentioned, in, in six, seven months, you can have your first big deal on commercial estate. Uh, before we conclude, I would like to ask you about that question. I like to ask all of my guests about it. How you describe your superpower and strengths after four years on all of this interesting journey? How you see your superpower? Yeah, um, I see myself as a visionary. And by that, what I mean is that I can see the big picture most, almost all the time. It's like, it's like, uh, controlling the, the, the ship, the course of the ship from the captain's quarters. And I think that I'm g really good at, uh, at, at bringing people together at, uh, at, at enrolling people in, uh, exciting possibilities and opportunities um through communication and um so i, I so i think I, I think just kind of you know my my strength is driving a company from the front driving our brand from the front um and then you know in the thought leadership world like uh my podcast has it's three years old we have 180 episodes out uh i think you know that that being an being an influencer and an educator is something that uh is very important to me and i try every day to be better and better at that uh and then you know being a being the best absolute best coach that i can be uh is is so important to me as well i appreciate it tate for your time today and before we conclude i would like to ask you how the people can uh, follow your success and reach out Sure. Yeah. So uh, follow me on social media. It's Tate Seamer, uh, S-I-E-M-E-R. Uh, first name is Tate, T-A-T-E. Uh, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. And then uh, really the best thing to do when you're listening to these podcasts is take some action right after the podcast. One thing you could do is uh, go to my website, 
investwithgreenlight.com. There is a downloadable ebook on becoming financially independent and retiring early. Uh, and there's also a link to my Calendly link. And the action that you really want to take is going there and booking an appointment to consult with me for 10, 15 minutes, uh, no strings attached. We can brainstorm your business and uh, talk about next steps to get you kind of to the next level, if you will. Um, and uh, I just love doing that. There's there's no agenda. There's I'm not trying to sell you anything. I just want to help. So uh, if, you, if you really want to take some big action today, uh, you know, listening to these podcasts is wonderful. There's nothing there's nothing that takes the place of education, but you got to take action. Being a, doer, being a doer is a main part of this uh, business, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, and guess what? Almost everything happens in conversations between you and somebody else. So if, if you want to look at like where the action is, it's usually in picking up the phone and calling someone or making an appointment on their Calendly or Zoom meeting with somebody or having coffee or going to a conference and meeting a dozen people like that. That's where it happens. That's where business gets done. Uh, that's basically it. As we mentioned before, multifamily syndication is one of the uh, best investment in the country and it's based on a team sport. So I agree with you. This is basically is uh, the action you have to do is to be a doer and doing more co networking with investors, passive or active. Yep. Again, thanks a lot for being with us today. And we're really happy to bring you again to talk about more the land development part and uh, what what's, what's happened basically on these deals. And yep. uh, again, I appreciate your time. Yes, thank you so much, Adam. This was a great, uh, great time. I really enjoyed it. Thanks a lot.